So Christopher Nolan has a film coming out that we know nothing about. But that's okay, because we're going to talk about his uh, his older films, which there's not a lot of them, but he's done some great, just amazing films. Uh, he's one of those A-list directors that, uh, you know, we... All of us, all of us who have ever wanted to be a director, and you know, and probably look up to this guy because he's a very influential figure, and he's awesome, and he he probably saved Man of Steel. Um, have you heard that story about how like he? Well, not story, but um, he because he he directed a little bit of Man of Steel, like the first little bit, uh, while Zack Snyder was I don't know busy doing something. <laughs> Wait, Christopher Nolan has a new movie coming out? Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just asked you about the very first thing you said. <laughs> Andy's party has been moved to today. <laughs> Brothers announced that it's Nolan's next feature film will be released on July 17th, 2020. Um, and it's only description is an event film. So it does sound like it's going to be like Dunkirk again. Yeah. Well, I love how like the uh, DC, they have their WB slate and they always have like untitled event film. Oh yeah. You know, like <laughs> I wonder what, like full disclosure, I haven't seen, the first film that he's ever done and the most recent film. So those are NAs on my list. So I'll let you talk about those. Um, right. So, yeah. yeah. And so correct me if I'm wrong, but what we're going to do is just go through Nolan's um, films that he's directed and we'll start with Mem- Memento and end with Dunkirk. And we'll give them letter grades based on how we feel about them. Is that is that right? Correct. Okay. Yes. I like the idea. Yeah, and um, I've seen I've seen all of these. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen some some of them. So um, yeah, I mean it's funny because I feel in. like I'm pretty. I mean, other than like one, I feel like I'm pretty uh, up to date with like all of the films except for. Dunkirk and Memento, like yeah, um, I feel like those I've seen a lot. I've seen the other ones a lot, you know. So it's like I'm really familiar with those, but I still yeah. haven't. I, I I don't know why I haven't seen Dunkirk or Memento. I mean, honest, honestly, yeah. like. <laughs> well, okay, so I, I'll start with, with Memento by saying that it's very ambitious. I think like it's a really heady movie. You know it. It's kind of it's it's almost difficult to watch because it's okay. confusing, and yeah, I know. <laughs> even when you kind of like start to figure out what's going on, it's still like difficult to wrap your head around. And also, it's not it's just not the easiest thing to follow. But um, but it's good. <laughs> but it's good because oh, man. it's like it's. I, I just think about that time that. <laughs> I was just like, I tried it for like five minutes and I was like, dude, I do not understand what's going on. Right exactly. Now. Like, you tried to explain it. And I'm still like, I just can't. It's so, well, <laughs> I and couldn't figure it out. I've only seen this movie, I think once, maybe twice. And the first time was 10 years ago. And 
I've tried to watch it a couple times since, and it's just really, it's very slow to start. And yeah, it's, but, but here's the reason I like it in terms of like, I just, the experience of it kind of sticks with me and the fact that it's his first, um, you know, cause I remember rewatching it. I did now I, I'm sure I watched it a second time because it's like, that's when it's most enjoyable is you're catching all these little things and like the nuance of his storytelling. Right. And you're not so confused. Um, it's just kind of, it's a bit hard to get into, you know? And so I think I'd give it like a, I think I'd give this movie a B minus, um, because it's a great start. It shows how ambitious this guy is. I mean, he's like the 21st century auteur. Um, you know, like a lot of people, and you know, like you were very kind with what you said about him, but I think a lot of people don't like him just because he's like somewhat of a brilliant storyteller and filmmaker. Like they don't have any, <laughs> yeah. they, they're just like, oh, I don't know. And, yeah. and you know, <laughs> I'm sure, and I'm sure there's people that don't like him for good reasons and stuff. And there's certainly things that he does that we'll, we'll kind of touch on that, certain stylistic things that he does that are great. And then little quirks. I, I would like to think he has, um, that kind of show through his different movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The so yeah, Nolanisms. I'd say B minus. Okay. Passing. Um, well, I have an NA on mine. Uh, so, right. I guess, do you have any more to say about that or did you want to move on? No, his, I think, uh, you know, next? it's, I will mention it's a, I, I'm trying to remember. It's um, I think Carrie Ann Moss it, it play, is a is in that movie. You know, she's plays Trin- really? Trinity wow. yeah. in the Matrix. Yeah, um, she's in Jessica Jones too. Yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, that's, she's a great character in that. Um, so yeah, and Guy Pierce is 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 good. You know, it's it's a it's a fun film school movie. The next one. Um, I'll let you do the honors, Adam. So Memento, after Memento came out in 2000. And then in 2002, we have uh, Insomnia. Insomnia with Al Pacino. Mm. And eventually Robin Williams. <laughs> That's um, right. Re- rewatching it recently, not recently, but in the last like maybe year or so, uh, I forgot how long it takes for Robin Williams to show up. Oh, he's like, you really- barely in it. He's barely in yeah. it. You're just like, oh man, like, because I, <laughs> I feel like the way I I convinced Brittany to watch it with me, it was like, oh yeah, Robin Williams is in it. <laughs> and <laughs> and also, through, does she know that he's like a serial killer and not no. like normal Robin Williams? Like, I, I was like, this isn't like photo, like Photoshop <laughs> or whatever. It is like but photo booth or whatever. What is it? Like a photo, one hour I, photo. One hour photo. Yeah, it's um, not like that. But, uh, yeah, I feel like she was really bored, like, halfway through. Because yeah. by then it was it was mostly just Al Pacino trying to stay awake. And, right. I mean, this is a, a beautiful mo- movie. A movie but, about um, a man like, trying to stay awake. <laughs> in a town that's never never dark, right? Right. So, like, you know, uh, this one I remember being, like, it was more about the way that he shot it and the way everything kind of felt. and mm-hmm. But, it, it, you know... Story wise, it's a little, it's a little boring. Uh, right. Yeah. Even performance wise, you're just a little put to sleep by it. Yeah. yeah but it's great. It's like there's a, great, a lot of great. This is where he kind of gets yeah. to shine with his cinematography, with like, you know, a lot of drone shots or, you know, I, I guess yeah, I guess it would be drones by then at that point. Helicopter. Uh, you know. Yeah, probably helicopter. Helicopter was like definitely nine. helicopter. Yeah, 
but they look great. Like it's it's yeah. you can kind of see start seeing the Batman begins cinematography kind of coming yeah. where it's like, you know, the big mountains and stuff like that. So Yeah, it's it's beautifully shot. I mean, it's it's I agree, it's kind of a it, it, it's definitely a step in the more accessible direction. It's um much easier to watch and uh, get into the memento, but it does suffer right. that kind of, it plods along and, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a lot of Al Pacino. Um, you know, I think it's one of those movies that, you know, it's, yeah, it's about the atmosphere and it's, it's kind of interesting that I think looking back on these movies, we're judging them in comparison to a lot of his more recent ones. Cause he, you know, his more recent movies, he has that like much more balanced approach of like action, drama, emotion, yeah. atmosphere, like classiness. Right. And in these first couple movies, it's just a ton of, uh, of atmosphere and a ton of like, uh, like auteur storytelling yeah. where he's like, okay, this is, you're going to know who told you this story. Cause this is, very, very just, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, and that it is beautiful and that's why like it, it sticks with you, you know? So I don't yeah. know. What would you give this one? Uh, I, I actually gave it a C plus. Um, okay. Cause I could get, I mean, I just, I, it doesn't stick with me in terms of the story really, except for just what we just talked about. I, I really have no recollection. Like, yeah. I remember there's a lot of scenes where they're shooting and he shoots somebody and it's cause it's foggy and uh, you know what I mean? Like there's these yeah. moments I kind of remember, but it, it doesn't, it just, I never want to rewatch it. I'll probably never, never own it to me. It's just, it's fine. So maybe a B minus, but eh, I want to, the thing is I have enough of the A's and B's in his other movies that I feel like this is one that honestly is a C plus for me. In my head. <laughs> nice. So, well, I, you know, I agree. I think I'd, and you know it's been a very long time since I've seen this one as well. Um, I, I almost rewatched it recently because I was telling my dad about it. He hasn't seen it. Um, yeah, I, I I'm gonna go with B minus um, because yeah, the, really the only thing that sticks with me is Pacino's performance and a lot of the cinematography um, and like the atmosphere and stuff. But yeah. It's just kind of, um, I feel very similar to, to how I felt, you know, how, what I said about Memento. It's just, it's very middling for me. So, B minus. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll let you uh, mm. introduce the next one from 2005. Well, thank you. 2005, we get Batman Begins, uh, which yeah. is very, very exciting. Um, this is the... The reboot to reboot reboots. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. You know this and and Casino Royale the next year, it, like oh, really yeah. solidifies the idea of like okay, those are fantastic. We, we can, yeah, we can really improve on on these old tired franchises and characters. And so Batman Begins, you know, uh, you see your first uh, Christian Bale um, picture, right with. Uh, with Nolan, he's a he's a big Christian Bale fan, and um, you know, I mean, this is I don't really know what to say other than 
this really reignited like the excitement in superhero and comic book films and yeah. and reboots and I mean you got Hans Zimmer coming in strong right with the uh yeah with the score him and, uh, him and James Newton Howard I think they worked together on it and uh I think there was I think they worked on this together and they also worked on the Dark Knight together but then I think by uh, Dark Knight Rises. He just kind of James Newton Howard kind of stepped off because it kind of it seemed like it was more Hans's music that really was working. And I mean that makes sense because you know him and Hans, Christopher Nolan and Hans Zimmer have that that relationship to where they work on all their films together now. Yeah. So you know I think they really bonded a little bit more, and James Newton Howard kind of had more of a uh, just basic composer you know like a big you know like big time composer good melodies but didn't have that maybe connection with nolan that yeah. uh, hans zimmer did so huh yeah, yeah. so it's kind of interesting to hear the music evolve mm-hmm. uh, a little bit over you know over time because it's like i think he wrote for example like harvey dent's theme you know and 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 of course uh hans zimmer worked on like the joker and you know, uh, I think they work together on Batman, but so it's kind of interesting when they have the composers that kind of like work on it together, you know, yeah. uh, especially in like, like he worked with uh, Junkie XL on Batman versus Superman, you know, so it's kind of cool with these little mixtures. But uh, anyways, going back to Batman Begins, it's just like uh, something about the atmosphere of like, of how, you know, this kind of thing where he's training up in this mountain and kind of this Zen type thing, but you mix it in with like, the fact that Gotham's being taken over by the mob and, mm-hmm. um, you know, Rachel, Rachel Dawes, uh, played by <laughs> Katie Holmes in this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, and then her dealing with Scarecrow, like that's great. Like Scarecrow, right. like what a great element to that movie. Yeah. Multiple villains. And then you also got, uh, you know, commissioner Gordon, um, which yeah. he's not even, is he commissioner? He's not commissioner yet. Right. I don't like, think he's commissioner yet. No, he's just, yeah. and so that's really interesting. Like, Right. Because he's kind of... So you got this great, like, multiple... Um, like, multiple threads of the story. So it's not just Batman's origin story, right? Like, you got the, all these other things making it great, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... and, and I, a great third act. Like, yeah. you know, I, I like that you mentioned the beginning of the film because it's... That's, I mean, it's just fascinating. Like, we've never seen an origin story like this before, right? And yeah. Batman is, like, one of the coolest superheroes because he's, you know, he doesn't have, like, superhuman abilities. So that it's it, it's so yeah. exciting to kind of finally see. And it's it's really true to the source material, right? Like, the in terms of the, the, the broad strokes of, I mean, I don't know what run Being of comics. by Ra's but, al Ghul yeah, and, and then, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean... And it's kind of funny because this actually probably slightly inspired Iron Man, you know, if you think about mm. it, like starting off where he gets captured and yeah, he has to kind of fight his way out as like and become a hero before he gets back home. Like um, kind of, you know, kind of funny the the one time that Marvel probably copied DC, but I think it's really, uh, it's genius. You know, I just love the way that it was introduced. I mean, follow up to Batman forever, you know, hmm. in that movie we had bat credit cards. So. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's um, very much like going from Die Another Day to Casino Royale. <laughs> uh, yeah, like where he's surfing on the ice or whatever. Is that, is that? Yeah, Die Another Day is like the most bonkers <laughs> Bond movie. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, like where they're, they're, they're ice 
they're fighting they're like basically racing through the ice yeah and the car and like the invisible car and also <laughs> from a, from a video editor's uh perspective like there's a lot of speed ramping and like really bad just like final cut pro um <laughs> like they're not shooting on high speed they're just slowing it down in post and so it's like really obvious you know what i mean instead of like shooting at a higher yeah. frame rate and like making it slow motion look really good they're just like get these out every two years <laughs> well it's just a new feature at the time in yeah, editing software yeah. and so it was a look that people were be- becoming familiar with because of like music videos and like other things and it was so it was just like oh a, a look that they were like oh this will look cool and it's like, like looking at it now valley now with yeah like <laughs> on rogue one or something <laughs> yeah. like yeah yeah so um anyway so back to this batman begins movie i, I think you know, and I will also. I, I sh- we should have mentioned earlier. I I don't know about you, but I'm not ranking these like against each other. I'm. Yeah, we're just grading them individually. Yeah, but no, but all, even like in terms of grades, comparatively, just like, comparatively, yeah. like these are just as films. I give this right. a whatever. You know, not like. Right. So not as part of some trilogy, some part of some saga, some yeah. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. So I, well, well, sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna give you my grade for it. To, um, I got, I gave it an A minus. Um, okay. Uh, the minus, I guess, just as its own film, you know, because it's it is a startup, you know, startup kind of film. If it was just by itself, uh, without the other ones, knowing the other ones were gonna exist, I'd give it an A minus because. You know, I feel like we we get Batman, but it's so near the end because it is yeah. kind of a longer, drawn out origin story. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it otherwise pre- pretty much a perfect movie. You know, uh, excellent everything, pretty much everything we said about how it, you know, how it kind of introduced him into the this superhero world and kind of got the superhero world to turn around on its feet and be a little bit more darker and down to earth you know so starting with this one so yeah. um yeah what about you so i so i gave it a b plus okay i think um you know this is one that i enjoy rewatching every now and then but it's not you know that there's a lot of um kind of like it's not the most rewatchable movie you know, it's kind of like, like, like you mentioned, it, he doesn't really become Batman until the very end and the plot's great and, and the performances are, are good, but it's kind of, it's one of those movies that in the moment, you know, it was like, it was amazing. And then just it's rewatchability is, uh, not quite as high as, as, um, as some other movies. So yeah. So B plus okay. on Batman begins. All right. Well, um, uh, I guess the next one, uh, 2006. So, right. So he takes, uh, three years between insomnia and Batman begins. And then right away, uh, must've been working on this, uh, the prestige. Um, yeah. Wow. The yeah, prestige. Bale, uh, Jackman, you know? Yeah. He Jackman. Yeah. My, Michael Caine. My, Michael Caine. I'm Michael well, Caine. I'm, I'm in all of Christopher Nolan's movies. I'm his lucky, his lucky charm. Yeah, I, David Bowie as Nikola Tesla. See, I forgot that. Like, because yeah. this is one of those I haven't seen in a long time. Like since probably, uh, probably at least like five or six years ago. Yeah, well, so it's been a while, but it's been a long time for me too. So I, I, I can't really say much about it other than 
Um, we spent a while on Batman, a, so we'll just breeze through this one. Well, you know, it's 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 a nice, fun puzzle film. Like it's yeah, it's one of those movies. Scarlett that Johansson. It's got Sorry. yeah, it's got a lot of. <laughs> I think it's got a lot of rewatchability. This one because it's just it's a it's it's like a puzzle film. You know, you got a lot of different things, kind of Easter eggs and hidden little nods to the plot and like what what's going on and and then just the story is just. It really does draw you in, and like I love period pieces and stuff. So um, this one, you know, uh, I, I'm quite fond of. Um, and you know, yeah, my my first uh, experience experience of of Nikola Tesla in in the cinematic universe, probably the only ex- exposure to that. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm, you know what, I I would give the Prestige an A. Okay. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, I'm pretty close to that. I'd give it a B plus. Um, amazing performances. I mean, the casting is incredible in this. Uh, and I, I always like magic movies too. Like I, I didn't see, I haven't seen the sequel to that. Now you can you see me? Now you can see me or whatever. <laughs> that that kind of has that vibe, but a little yeah. bit more Nolan esque. Now you see me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this was way. No, I can't even compare. You can't even compare them. You can't. Yeah, it's like that's like compared to like Ocean's Eleven or something. Do you, do you uh, lo- what's the there was one with Edward Norton that came out around the same time that was kind of similar, um, like The Illusionist. That's what it was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of those like weird like copycat films, you know? It's like period piece w- with a magician. <laughs> yeah, it was very similar, yeah. but like yeah. the Prestige, I think, was uh, a bit better. I think. And, yeah. Well, I think with the Prestige is what. Uh, the first time I saw it, I loved it. Second time I watched it, I kind of like just kind of trotted through it a little bit. Like it just didn't it didn't catch me as much as mm-hmm. as it did the first time. Like I feel like the kind of the opposite. Like of what what like with Batman Begins, like I feel like that's really rewatchable, and the Prestige really isn't. Oh, so okay. I feel like we're we're opposites in that end. Where yeah. I I never feel the need to go and watch the Prestige, even though I know I would like it. it I feel like last time I tried to rewatch it, I wasn't as impressed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I got halfway through it. I was like showing, probably probably showing Brittany, I guess. And I I guess we, it wasn't because she didn't want to like watch. It. I think we just kind of like never finished it. You know, you know those yeah. kind of things where neither yeah, one yeah. of you were super into it again. Like, yeah, I, that's that's my opinion on that one. But um, cool, still still a magical movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, okay, uh, two thousand eight, which so a couple years later. Um, which is a, kind of a cool thing how how Nolan does that, where he spaces out his original movies with the Batman trilogy. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, really interesting how he spaces that out. Uh, the Dark Knight, obviously, everyone knows this this film um, show stolen by Heath Ledger. Yep. And uh, yeah, and this one in particular really builds on the Batman Begins vibe, but gives it more of that epic scale. I mean, that's probably the IMAX, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, it really just—I don't know. It's just—it's a well, very well-written story. Um, so, like the introduction of Harvey Dent, Two Face is incredible. You know, very cool how they how they treated that character. You know, yeah. made him kind of well, yeah, halfway through it. And the juxtaposition of of Harvey Dent's character of like his villain being all about about fate. You know, like right. when when he, you're right, like he, and that's another cool thing about him coming in later. Um, but like when he find when you finally do see him, it's kind of his whole thing is about like just fate, and right. 
Joker's whole Flip thing coin. <laughs> is Joker's whole thing is about like anarchy. Yeah, anarchy and chaos. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so it's that's why I like that scene where they're together in the the hospital and he's got the gun and he flips the coin and yeah. But even then he was like that. Like what was it? What was uh when Rachel's like, "You're just gonna take that all up for chance?" And he's like, "Yep," kind of thing. Like when he gets in the arrests himself or or gets himself arrested and says he's Batman or yeah. So and that's it, the the fact that this movie has these these themes and these characters that are played so extraordinarily well. I mean, look. We talk about Heath Ledger stealing the show from Christian Bale, and nobody talks about Aaron Eckhart, his show being stolen by yeah. anybody because, like, yeah, he's think the about other it. villain. Yeah, I mean, he's so good because you totally want him to be good. Like, yeah, you just really root for like his a tragic hero, yeah, like a tragic anti-hero at that point or something. Yeah, who you, you root for him at first, and then something happens to him and things change, you know, and Rachel gets blown up and he's just like, all right, my face is messed up. I'm, I don't care at this point. You know, Rachel's gone. Like, I'm just going to do what I want. And then he just yeah. becomes the bad guy. And, and then you hate him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. Um, so I, you know, I think, um, this movie, it, it holds a special place in, in my heart. Um, very, Same. very rewatchable. Uh, it yeah. also came out the year uh, the year I graduated high school, so that's kind of oh. a. It's like yeah. I basically graduated and then got to see this over the summer, so it was a fun summer <laughs> nostalgia, movie. Nostalgia, <laughs> nostalgia. Yeah, dude. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm uh, giving this one an A plus. Yeah, me too. Um, Word. So, yeah, I mean, nice. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, great it's, movie. It's good. Uh, great intro. Love the love the intro. It's probably. I mean, it's probably the scene I see the most because it's like sometimes I'll just start it and then not not finish it just because it's on the background. But you know, every scene pretty much with the Joker, every right. all the stuff with like uh, Morgan Freeman, you know, and uh, just getting when he's getting all the equipment and he's kind of it's it's cool because it feels like a continuation to Batman begins and even with the mob like they get getting the whole yeah. mob dude it's the them. empire strikes back i mean it's like it's yeah. the oh, sequel yeah. that you're like oh you know what it, i was really hoping the yeah. sequel would be good and it's better than i thought it could be yeah. like and it ends on a like a kind of a sour note you know yeah and a bit of a not not necessarily a cliffhanger but like yeah, yeah. like you say like a set like um i mean yeah like a sour note like you just you, right. you know there's gonna be another one and you know that it's not, it's going to be like epic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, of all the movies we're talking about, I probably will watch that one tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, the other movie that I might watch tonight would be the next one that he releases in two 2010, later. two years later, another non Batman movie called inception. Um, this movie, so this movie, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's probably like one, it's probably my favorite, maybe one of my favorites, but maybe my favorite of all of his, it's just, it, it's, it's just so, I just like it so much because it's that perfect balance of plot character and atmosphere like 
and it's about dreams. And like, he's talked about how it's a, a bit of an analogy for filmmaking and storytelling and how, and how that works and how it implants ideas in people's minds. And it's just so fascinating. And like the fact that that's his like dream project that he always wanted to work on. And then yeah. finally he got to this point where he's like, okay, let's do it. And <laughs> it's so, so cool. And with the levels and how complicated it is, but like, it's like, if you write it on a piece of paper, it all kind of makes sense. But it's like, when you watch it as a film, it's so uniquely told, you know, so nonlinear with the way he presents it. Like even when he goes down the elevator and like gets to the that one level like with Ma and like mm-hmm. uh, the train and all that, you know it's just like right good mix of of like creepy vibes but also great action and uh, yeah sci-fi and stuff so <clears throat> great score the, oh yeah like not great even just design. everyone just thinks of blah you know but that's it's way more than that. there's so many good the Mombasa chase is you know with yeah. the pop, 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 and just like this, like yeah, the themes, yeah. like the love themes, and <clears throat> I mean yeah. even that the the, the quieter part thing is like that's that's a cool little Easter egg because that's the yeah. that's the the kick wake up song slowed down to like yeah. whatever the or time like re- reverse and slow down right or something no it's maybe? just slowed down to just slow down okay the amount of like how how slow they would be moving in time you know yeah. That's a, I, I love that and like the so whole interesting. The, the, that whole scene that's like forty minutes where the the car is like falling back and mm, it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so much is happening in different times and different it's just the the ability to like storyboard that and make a movie that well presented and that complicated you know it's so great yeah yeah so um and yeah I mean the acting performances um I'll just say you know it's it's we're starting to see. The you know maybe the one negative thing I'll say about it, we're starting to see one of of Nolan's little habits, which is like his, the way that he, it seems like the way that he directs scenes with dialogue is it's that really quick, snappy dialogue. It's <laughs> yeah. not like Aaron Sorkin crazy. It's not like that, you know. Right. But it's still it's got that. You're like okay, this is a Nolan thing you're starting to see that it's not just his cinematography or his directing. It's like even his, even the dialogue, it's almost like he, he seems to be directing that in a certain way to make things flow like really quickly and, and make the yeah. characters very competent and like just not a lot of Spielberg moments where it's just big, like long monologues with slow, kind of a slower zoom yeah, or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, and like great visual effects. I mean, so many gr- great editing. Like, ugh, yeah. I mean, I remember you and you and I, man. This was such a fun time. We we saw this movie so many times. Um, yeah, we yeah, it was great in theaters. You know, I think didn't we see it uh, at midnight? Like when it came out. I want to. Um, I want to. That would make sense. I mean, I feel I like think we were we pretty. Did. Like, we were pretty excited to see. I don't remember if that was man because that was summer. That was the same summer, like. Toy Story 3 came out. Yeah. I feel like it's like... Oh, um, man. Yeah. 2010 was a great year for movies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, anyways, I think it's obvious, you know, Inception gets an A-plus for me. A-plus. Yeah, for me, too. Uh, that The last... These are... Well, to, to just to spoil it, these are my only two A-pluses is The Dark Knight and Inception. Uh-oh. Spoiler. So, uh, yeah, spoiler. There's only a few left, but, you know. Yeah. Just... Uh, 
Yeah. Well, Tough competition after those. Next, we have our last Batman uh, entry in Nolan's repertoire. Repertoire. 2012. The Dark Knight Rises. Rise. <laughs> Lord Vader. So, yeah. Um, well, just, you know, I mean, this is, um, I, I really, I liked it, but I think it suffered a bit from overhype. You know, I think that because yes. of how, how amazing the Dark Knight was, it just couldn't necessarily... I think it, I think it could have challenge. Well, I think it could have lived up. I think it could have risen to the challenge um, with a few things different. I don't. I'm not a fan of the title. <laughs> I t- it's like really. I I think it's. I think it works well with the theme of what well, he has to do. That's true, actually, and with the the ending. I really like the ending. Yeah. Oh, the ending is great. So sure. I, you know, I think this one, um, and you know, Tom Tom Hardy's villain is wonderful. Um, yeah, the I, first I re- scene with the plane. And <clears throat> oh yeah, Aiden Gillen's character, the CIA guy, and like yeah. the plane and Bane, Bane and the plane. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think you know this is one. This is a, a bit more, um, like the Dark Knight visually was was beautiful but like you're not the the story and the performances are what to me the dark knight rises like because when i rewatch it and even when i was seeing it the first time i just kind of wasn't getting into the story as much and and the characters and like just everything that was going on and so i really focused on like the score the sound design and the cinematography and that's to me that my favorite part of of that movie because yeah, I mean it's kind of a broad thing, but just I don't know. I mean, like, it's a pretty simple story, and it's like the twist isn't is kind of a weird twist at the end with like mm. where Bane it kind of becomes like not really as big of a villain, you know, and it's more about you know marrying Katiara's character being yeah the villain. Talia the Al end. Ghul. And, yeah, and it's just like. I, I could have done without that. We didn't need that twist. Like, well, yeah. I mean, that's from the comics. Um, unless she's, yeah. And I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, like, it's not even that's good that 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 they're drawing from the comics a little bit. Um, yeah. But I do kind of like when they have somebody, like what they do with Two Face, where it's somebody else, some character that we know that we couldn't really see it coming, and all of a sudden they become this other villain. And they didn't have to do that with this one. It just it worked better, I think, in the Dark Knight. Yeah, no, I agree. The at the end, and also, I mean, like, it's it's more it works more like an Easter egg than like a plot point, you know? Yes, like a big reveal where he's like, like has a shocked face, like, "What are you doing? Why did you stab me?" You know, kind of this yeah. like this over melodramatic kind of moment. Yeah, because you when don't the city's like in turmoil, like, and Talia Al Ghul isn't like. A recognizable villain like like Two Face. I mean. yeah. yeah, like she she didn't even end up being like Poison Ivy or well, we already had Catwoman in this, which was that that was another thing too. Is I really liked her in the movie, but I felt like she was not used like she could have been. She could have been used a little differently. Um, she had some yeah. I do. I will just want to point out the um, the bar scene. Yeah, that's great. Was, I like was that one. so great. Yeah, but I agree. I think it's like it's really just a, a a consequence of the of the story, and it's like 
it suffered from being too convoluted, but also like, you know, like they could have done away with some things and put more resources into other things like Catwoman, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah. I also didn't like the first, the first like 30 minutes of, uh, like where you see what Bruce, like how Bruce is like limping around and they're having auctions and like all these events in front of his Oh place. yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, and then there's a, uh, <laughs> like Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, oh yeah. Know, before yeah. He's like, before he's was like awesome. He's like in this movie as kind of a weirdo and yeah, like annoying. Yeah. I love I him just, so much and I, I hate, hate him, him in this, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's like the one movie where I'm just like, Oh God. He's just, his face is kind of this, this, you could tell like his descriptions, like yeah. snooty, uh, rich man or something, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like his face, uh, do you feel power over me now? <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, what would you give this movie? Uh, I'd give this a B plus. Okay. I, I give The Dark Knight Rises a B. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, too, about how it's it's kind of this ho- – it's more of this hollow, hollow story with this massive world and this massive plot that's yeah. not really – that doesn't feel like emotional. You know, like sending all the cops in – and then they all get trapped. Come on. Yeah. And that's, you know, and if, if you're, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but that puts Batman Begins above Dark Knight Rises in my order. Like in terms of like, it just has, as I see them as movies, Batman Begins, yeah. I gave a B plus, Dark Knight A plus yeah. and Dark Knight Rises B. So it's like just barely, but I do like Batman Begins a little bit more just because it's like it. The story Same. and like it all as a whole movie works better for me. Uh, Dark Knight Rises was good, but yeah, it's just like as as a whole, it's it's a little too. It kind of feels like that obligatory, like well, we got to finish it. Yeah, you know, like it doesn't feel like like Nolan really had a big plan. You know, like it wasn't like a Colin Trevorrow thing where he's got this whole trilogy planned out <laughs> for yeah. Jurassic World. You know, which I don't know why he wouldn't have just directed the other one and. Anyways, mm. you, you've heard. If anyone hasn't heard my <laughs> Jurassic World rant a few episodes down, and uh, it's fun. Like and subscribe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so next, next on the uh, on the on the call sheet, we have uh, another two year gap. Twenty fourteen, we have Interstellar. Yes, Interstellar. It's, it's a very different approach. Um, probably the the most unique. Um, Nolan film we've ever had. I mean, first of all, in space, which I mean, Inception was kind of close to something like that, but wasn't space, I guess, you know, something else. Yeah. So we got space, um, the soundtrack, the score that he had Hans Zimmer, you know, work on. He's, he, uh, he said it was, it was about like, like write a theme that's about like a father and a son. And so he wrote that theme mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then like, he's like, Oh, actually just kidding. It's a, it's a father and daughter and, I don't know. This probably doesn't change it that much, but <laughs> yeah. at the same time, you know, the way he, they approached the soundtrack and like they approached the making of it, it was really interesting. You know, it was very, you know, the organ heavy soundtrack and like the, not a lot of drums, just a lot of piano, a lot of dissonant sounds. Um, but it also really worked melodically. Uh, that's just, that's for me geeking out about the score, but basically, you know, they also had some of those moments like Inception where it's like the big wave in space, you know, and the, on the, how the how the atmosphere would be different on other planets. Yeah. Um, Story wise, it's it's kind of it's one of those things where it's it's I love how it's a mixture of the 
the drama, you know, of, of the, just the, the father and daughter kind of drama, but also mm-hmm. the bigger scale things of trying to save the world and um, great, great casting, great acting in this too. I mean, it kind of came out a similar year as The Martian, which ironically uh, we had, um, you know, he, Matt Damon was in this as a surprise cameo. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the so Martian was like the same character. <laughs> the Martian was uh, at least a year, maybe two uh, later, right? But I remember seeing trailers for that like while Inception or an Interstellar was still out. So maybe it was, was twenty fifteen. Yeah. yeah, it felt really weird. And I mean, I love the Martian. I've seen that probably three times. It's probably one of Ridley Scott's like better really? recent movies. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Uh, well, well I mean, okay. Alien Covenant. I mean, what, well, what else has he oh, done like, recently? Sorry, you said recent movies. Okay. Recently, yeah, okay. not like yes. Gladiator for sure. or, Gladiator for or sure. the original Alien or something. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Recently, in the last like 10, 15 okay. years. Um, but Interstellar. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I liked it a lot too. I liked um, Matthew McConaughey in it. I liked, um, you know, the... Again, this is like what he does really well is like this atmospheric stuff where it's like it <clears throat> it just feels so cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> it just feels so cool to immerse yourself in in the worlds that he builds because it's so yeah. realistic and it's so just cool. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, yeah. those spaceships. And then the, the, the robots that are kind of funny and like, whoa, that like took me by surprise, but I like it. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I like it. Yeah, those are great. It's because it kind of feels almost Star Wars a little bit, yeah. you know, a little bit of that AI that's kind of fun, a droid comedy or something. And I think, you know, the the story is a bit complicated and, and yeah. complex. and um, But they explain it perfectly with that piece of paper <laughs> and the marker. <laughs> You know, and yeah. the yeah. ending and like, you know, so I think that knocks it down a little bit for me. Um, Do you think the length knocks it down? Do you like it being longer? Or would you rather no, it be I shorter? Just, no, no, no. Not the length. I just mean the, the story. Oh, no, I, I know you meant that. I was asking as a supplementary, like, does the length does the length bother you or do you like the length of um, it? It definitely didn't bother me when I saw it. Let me look. Hang on. I'm, I've got IMDb. Let's see. I think it's like two hours and 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's 2.50. Two hours, 50 minutes. Okay, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I it's think that, like, certainly when I watched it the first and second times, like, that didn't bother me, but that might play into the rewatchability factor because yeah, um, because that is one of his... L- that's a really long movie and it's, and again, because of the story isn't the best part of it. It's just like, you know, you kind of, I don't, that's maybe why I haven't rewatched it a third time. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. again, you know, the atmosphere, the, um, you know, which is to say like the cinematography plus the sound design, yeah. plus the set design, plus, the editing, like all of that put together is very just, it feels good. Um, yeah. I'd say everything up until he's in that, um, that portal where he sees all the, her different rooms. Once, once they get there, once after they kind of like, cause at that point I feel like it's like, all right, this dude's floating in space. He's literally in the black hole right now. Like <laughs> yeah. there's no way he's ever going to get back to like, so I feel like at that point it's kind of like, after after that point, I kind of was ch- not checking out of the movie, but I feel like by that point, it's kind of like, 
okay, I like what they're doing here, but then the fact that now he's like getting back and now he has to also perfectly time the the uh, the ships to kind of go to close together, right? Like, isn't yeah. there something where he's got to like time in perfectly? Yeah, that was a like great just, scene. Oh, the docking. I, I, yeah, yeah, the do- yeah, do- unlocking it and docking it and stuff. And uh, there's a couple scenes where I feel like the music over is way too loud. Like when Michael Caine's telling uh, uh, Jessica Chastain's character about like, I never really had, you know, I could, I've never been able to figure this out. There's yeah. not really a solution and all this stuff. But they're doing it while the music's blaring. Like you can't even hear what they're saying. Yeah. Which I, I use subtitles, so I don't really care. But I remember the theater being like, what is he saying? Like every time. And there was a couple scenes like that where the the music gets really loud um, over the dialogue. Do you notice that hmm. with, with some of Nolan's movies? Well, like, are you talking? I mean, is this? Specific? It's like sound mixing. It's like it's like almost That's, like they chose to make it way louder, and like you can't even hear any. You could barely hear the dialogue, and you can barely hear sound effects. Well, sometimes that's just. Um, if you notice that in the theater, that's one thing. But like, yeah, at home, whether it be a Blu-ray streaming, whatever, unless I'm you have, both. yeah, unless you have like some some serious kind of crazy surround sound system it's not going to it's not going to sound like especially with regards to music being too loud and dialogue being too quiet that's just like a that's just like a normal thing for uh, yeah. home entertainment that's like really unfortunate and distributors haven't figured out a way i guess to to kind of like uniform make it make it good across the board um but i do i know what you're saying though about this movie in particular because i i remember in theaters there were some, I don't necessarily know about over dialogue, but like, I remember there are some really loud score moments that was like, okay, there's not it really swells really, yeah. really loud. Like and then all of a sudden, it's, yeah, it's like, it's, silence. it's not yeah. about the music yeah. so much as it about, about the volume. And like, I guess that's, that's part that's of the experience. I mean. yeah. 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 Cause it's almost like <laughs> the, the organ player gets stuck on the sustained loop yeah. and it's just getting louder. The sustain is getting louder and louder, which I think was de- deliberate, but the problem is it's like almost unbearably loud. Yeah. And sometimes the score is like really quiet where it's like, Oh, you hear all the sound effects at like a few DBs higher than the music. Mm. And it's like times like that, I get kind of annoyed cause I, I want to hear more, a little bit more of the music in if I'm at a theater. Yeah. But like, like I remember specifically with interstellar being a little over, being like, ah, I love this, but I also kind of hate it because it's like <laughs> yeah. just the sound every once in a while that, that comes up. But I, I give it an A minus. Um, I think story is a little bit of what gave it the minus. I mean, and there's some some points. Like, I don't really like the scene where the, like, they're burning the house down and then uh, um, mm. it's like, you know, Casey Affleck's the mm-hmm. brother, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, there's a lot of back and forth there that kind of goes on for a long time, back and forth between space and there. Yeah. And I, that That's one of those scenes where I like that style and that choice of like cutting the scenes like that, but I just didn't like that particular one because I felt like it was, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just maybe mm. it was, just wasn't interesting to me or yeah, it was kind of like. You're not really that invested in, in those characters uh, as much. Yeah, yeah. And like when they're adults, it's not as, I'm not as interested. Like I'm not as interested in the kids as adults, you know, I'm more way yeah. more interested when when they're younger and yeah, he's before he leaves and stuff and yeah. So well, you know what, man, we're on the same page because I also give it an A minus. Hey, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well, 
Um, it looks like there's not another Batman movie two years later, but three years later, we have um, we have it's a different kind of movie that he's ever done, uh, which. Like I said, full disclosure, I haven't seen. Uh, so yeah, uh, I need to get to it. But yeah. uh, you go ahead and tell me well, what you thought about it. Dunkirk, the, uh, yeah. Dunkirk was uh, excellent. I saw it in theaters, and I I actually drove um, like thirty or more miles. I can't remember exactly how far away, but like outside of the city to the Mall of Georgia, where there's um, where one of the seventy millimeter. Uh, screenings um or no what what was it it wasn't 70 millimeter it was like super imax or something because well the he shot this on imax plus or something like it's you know it's been a couple years so i'm a little foggy on it but it's like a movie at this size in terms of like the film size hasn't been released in like hardly ever like it's just and that has like a film geek like i just loved that um and seeing it in theaters you know um it it was really it was exciting it was very very loud um you know it's a world war ii movie and it's a it's about this this event that i really didn't know anything about before and it's this huge thing and and um you know the allied uh history of like you know how we kind of stayed in the war. Um, and I mean, I don't know a ton about world war two, but it's definitely like one of those things that after seeing the movie, I realized like, Oh, this is a major world event. And I just like never really heard of it. And so, um, so the structure of the movie is one thing I like about it. It's told, so there's there's like three threads, three like plot lines that are kind of you're going back and forth between. One involves a uh, a civilian boat that's going to like help you know ferry people across. Okay. One is a uh, a foot soldier who's on the ground trying to get out, and one is a and then the third is a. Um, a fighter pilot who's like, you know, in the area kind of like going, going to help. Yeah. Tom Hardy. And each of these three threads are cover like a different period of time. So like the, the civilian boat that, that, that plot line throughout the movie takes place over like a day. It's like an entire day from the beginning of the movie when you start seeing their scenes till the end, it's like a day. And then, or no, maybe it's like a week or a day. It's a day or a week. And then like the foot soldier, it's the, it's either a day or the, or a week, one of those. And then like Tom Hardy, the pilot, it's like an hour. Oh, wow. Does that make sense? So it's kind of like you're seeing, you're seeing this event happen from three different perspectives, but also in different time frames. Yeah. It's so crazy. And, um, an hour in the life of the pilot, a, a week in the life of a foot soldier. And yeah. Yeah. And maybe it's not like a week, maybe it's like an, a day in an the hour, life. 12 hours and a day or something like that. But yeah. it's definitely like they're still, they're pretty really separate. Cool. Yeah. And then like the, the sound design is very like, it's just, it's loud, but it's, I don't know. I just love the realism, you know, it's just, 
And then, nice. you know, the, the last thing I'll say about it, the performances um, were, were, were pretty good. Like, I, there's, I don't know, there's not a ton of, like, stuff going on in terms of character development. It's more about, like, kind of portraying an event, right? So, yeah. Um, but but for, for the, the actors, and especially the ones I had, wasn't as familiar with, um, yeah, they, they, they killed it. So Nice. How's the, how was the music? The score was good. Um, it was very minimal, very minimal, but I liked okay. it. I liked it because there was a lot of um, usage of like a, a, a stopwatch ticking. Okay. Kind of like Interstellar, so they're like, yeah. let's keep it minimal and let's include the, top, the, the stopwatch again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, so Dunkirk, um, I would give Dunkirk... You know what? It's it's actually it's hard for me to rate because I've only seen it once and it was in theaters. Um, yeah, I mean that'll a lot of times, especially a yeah. movie like that. If you're seeing ultra IMAX or whatever you're seeing it in, <laughs> yeah, it probably adds a, a grade or two. But um, I, but you know, it's it's um, how how like how like um, how are you like feeling about like when's the next time you want to rewatch it? For example, are you like dying to rewatch it, or are you kind of like, eh, I'll see it whenever? I'd like to see it like the next time I'm in the mood to watch like a war film or something because okay. I do get in the mood for those um, now, now and again. But it's kind of like right. I wouldn't want to watch it unless I was in that mood. You know what I mean? Yeah, makes um, sense. So I, I'd give it uh, an A. No, okay. sorry, A minus. Yeah, cool, cool. A minus. Yep. All right. Well, that's that's all of them, right? That's. That's it for One now. One more, but he's uh, working on it, working hard. Um, I, I wonder if he knows what it is or if he's uh, – I'm sure he does. If they're announcing it, <laughs> they're just like, eh, just figure it out. You got a year to to get it to us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder – Can't wait. wonder how far they are, and uh, hopefully we'll find some more announcements about it soon. Yeah. Yep. Um, hopefully it's Man of Steel 2. He's, he's expressed uh, interest in the Bond franchise, but I know that Kerry Fuganagua or something, I think he's doing it now. So Yeah, he's the... Daniel Craig. Yeah, he's Bond 25. Um, I'm excited for that. But, um, but yeah. yeah, we'll see, you know, Christopher Nolan. Um, props, brother. Yeah, probably the best, one of the best working directors today. There's still a lot of... A lot of them who have been doing it for years. Yeah, uh, 21st Tarantino century auteur. And, yeah, Spielberg, but he's the one who's, I mean, his track record is just great. I mean, he's been making them since 2000, and uh, they've all been pretty high quality, you know, and then well-received, and um, hopefully he gets some more Oscar noms eventually. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like we've discussed in previous episodes, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't really matter. So, uh, yeah, anything else you want to say about Nolan or uh, – that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, uh, good talking about it. Good talking uh, about Nolan. And uh, we'll probably talk uh, another director probably sometime soon. Um, yeah, stay tuned for our intro, close introspective on Woody Allen. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Spike Lee. Ooh. No, no. <laughs> Uh, eh. Eh. I like all the right Spielberg's thing. films. <laughs> that would take a while, right? Yeah. All right. Well, peace out. Peace is out.